This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. I am Mark Flallow, as always, in Montreal with Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Uh, we're gearing up to talk to our good friends over at iRobot. But before that, I wanted to remind you guys, if you want to connect with us on all our social media, it is at Your Tech Report. And don't forget the email address, contact at yourtechreport.com. We've got our annual gift guide coming up. We're going to be doing some really cool giveaways. Got lots of stuff from a lot of partners who you hear on our show on a regular basis. So keep that email address handy and keep our social media handy at Your Tech Report. You're going to want to check it out. And of course, the website, which is yourtechreport.com. We're going to have all the details there of all the fun stuff that we're going to be doing and all the giveaways we're going to be doing leading up to the holiday season. Oh my God, I cannot believe that Halloween's around the corner. Mitchell, I'm super excited to welcome our next guest, but I'm going to let you kind of lead us into this because um, uh, you're, you're even giddier than I am. I, I trump you. your excitement, Mark. Yeah, thank you. I, I take that. that I, I, I take that excitement and magnify it. This one goes to 11. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've been covering iRobot for a long time, correct? I mean, this is not this is not our first dance together. Nope. No, definitely um, not. And there's a reason for that because they make incredible products, products that actually, well, you have gotten to use yours. I have gotten to use, but we're going to talk about. It. I'm going to beg shamelessly oh, afterwards, shameless. okay. but I'll, I'll shame myself. <laughs> but uh, if you're familiar, obviously, with the the Roomba products, with the robotic mops, robotic vacuums, these have been around for a little while. But the great thing about this company is they don't rest on their laurels. They're always putting out new products, yeah. new innovations, not just on the hardware side, obviously, but because they are robots on the software side to make sure these great cleaning machines do a better and better job all the time. But Mark, they have kind of come out with the perfect storm product for me personally, having moved into a new house, having ha- a lot of hardwood floors. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to reveal anything just yet, but I'm very excited about this new product, and I want to try one very badly. Well, we can probably arrange something like that. Let me, <laughs> let me welcome our next guest. Uh, Ryan Stocking is a product manager for new product introduction over at iRobot. Welcome to your tech report. Thank you for joining us. We're leading into the holidays. What perfect timing. It's like you planned this. <laughs> I know. It's like we have a, a roadmap ahead of us. But thanks for having me, Mark and Mitchell. It's it's great to be here and happy to answer some questions. You obviously heard Mitchell's excitement there, and he wanted to thank you personally for designing this particular robot <laughs> vacuum just for him. I know it was only him that you designed this for, nobody else in the world, right, Mitchell? Well, right before before you jump in, Ryan, because I'm but I, I, I know I, I say jokingly, but I'm sure you heard from, you know, because one of the things you guys also do really well is respond to your consumer base. Um, if there's a product they want or if there's a feature they want, you guys work on iterating, if not making a whole new model just to accommodate that. So uh, you guys obviously make great vacuums, you know, great room of vacuums and the mop, of course, fantastic. But I always thought to myself, you know, it would be great because of all this hardwood and we have dogs and we get the, all the dust bunnies and all this stuff. It'd be great to vacuum the full floor first, then have that one mop and have everything do it all in one place. And Ryan, here we are, are we not? We are indeed with the, the oh. Roomba Combo J7 Plus. We're finally answering that exact pain point for people just like you, Mitchell. Uh, really, it allows us to do it all in one. And so we still have those great products for those people who do want the specialization in just the vacuums or just the mops. But with the Roomba Combo J7 Plus, you now have that all in one. And what's what makes it even better is it's very autonomous. You, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to swap between 
different systems or bins to make it work. You can just set it, forget it, and have it run and clean both of those types uh, in your home. I must say, setting it and forgetting it is a could be scary at times, um, and I, I say that from experience because I've set schedules. Even though I set the schedule myself, uh, and I forget about said schedule, there is often a time where I'm sitting in my living room and that thing fires up, or you know, it starts going around, or it's emptying itself through its of its cycle of going back to the base and then you know, emptying the actual vacuum and scares the crap out of me, but in a good way. <laughs> And the nice part, too, is we also have some new features that are coming as part of iRobot OS 5.0 that may help with that exact problem. Mark. Oh, you see, I didn't even mean to lead him into this, Mitchell, and I did. So tell, tell us about this. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'm guessing this came out of a need, obviously, from feedback from consumers. You know, the combination. Uh, why have two devices when you could have one, even though I'm sure there are benefits in having two. But But tell us how this came to be. Yeah. So I think you you hit the nail on the head there. There are some benefits to two separate systems. You can get a very dedicated, clean, some specialized features. But we really hit the threshold where you can get all of that together in a single system. And it's above kind of the threshold where consumers notice the difference in that cleaning level. And so there are some other products that are out there on the market that have both of these feature sets. But there's a number of things that we believe those products get wrong. And so when we introduced a combination vacuum and mop, we wanted to do it right. We're listening to consumer feedback. We're hearing the pain problems uh, that they're having. And I think they fall into one of two categories. The first is kind of this manual switching. So there are some products out there, but you have to take off pads and bins and swap components in order to switch it between a vacuum mode and a mop mode. And those have a use case, right? It certainly gets you features and functionality of both, but it's really manual. And that really isn't what we wanted for a premium product like the Roomba Combo J7 Plus. The second category sounds a little bit better at first because they talk about pad lifting. Uh, and, and that's exactly what the Roomba Combo J7 Plus does so well. But they only lift about a few millimeters and most people's carpets are a lot thicker than a few millimeters. And so really what all you do is you lift that pad up and then you smear that white, uh, that kind of wet debris all over your carpet. And that's certainly not a use case and not something we wanted to bring to our users. And so we spent a long time kind of putting together what we believe is the right two-in-one solution. So something Colin, our, our CEO, will often say is, this is really the first true two-in-one on the market. Uh, it can take that mopping pad that's on the back of the system and lift it completely up and out of the way so that there's absolutely no concern about any sort of wet mess on the carpet. And it really provides that full autonomy that most of the solutions today don't have. That actually, that's really smart. And that was one of the questions. You, you already answered one of the questions I have, which is fantastic. So really, it took away the one barrier, the one negative, not one possible negative part about the different heights of the carpet, takes that out of the equation now, it just does everything perfectly, which I love. Um, you touched on something earlier, and it also goes back to something I sort of talked about at the beginning, which is software. Um, because in this day and age, and I think people see it every day with their phones, even though all the phone companies seem to put out a new device every year, it's really this software that seems to differentiate these products uh, on a yearly, I wish, you know, I wish it came out every two years because the software does such a good job. And your products are no different where you can really take the software, add new functionalities I mentioned before. Uh, talk a little bit about the software and how that integrates with the new hardware. Yeah, happy to. So first off, we're, we're also announcing the release of iRobot OS 5.0. Uh, that's a new rebrand, and then we had the 4.0 update out earlier this year, so uh, two of those for this year. Uh, as part of that, there's a lot of new features and functionality that hit the new product as well as the, the previous uh, Roomba, Roomba J7, uh, so from last year. 
a lot of that around the object detection and object avoidance scheme. And so we've brought some to that target specifically for those mock use cases. So there's a few different personas that we design for like pet friendly families, smart home enthusiasts, and, and a number of other folks. And you can envision this use case where in the past a Roomba or some, another robotic vacuum mop uh, kind of drives up, bumps into the dog bowl, you spill some water. That's not ideal. You, you don't want the thing that is supposed to clean your home creating more mess for you. <laughs> And, and so as part of this new update, that's some of the things that we've brought in. We, we can now identify dog bowls, uh, litter boxes, backpacks, uh, some new object classes that haven't been previously part of the old system. And so again, the robot can run, it can suggest those objects to you. You can then choose based on a recommendation to set a zone that it can either stay out of. You don't want it touching the dog bowls. You don't want it uh, pushing the dog toys that all sit in a certain area under the couch, the dog's frantically scrambling, trying to get those out. Uh, so that's all new. And, and th that hits uh, both the new product and some of the old products. And then for, for all of those users who aren't in the new ecosystem yet and don't have that new hardware, uh, we still have some features and enhancements that are coming for them as well. And so two big things that we're very excited about in that family uh, are the Apple Siri shortcuts. So we're expanding that home ecosystem for our smart home users, uh, just giving them kind of more compatibility similar to our Alexa and Google Home users. Uh, and then also a feature that was really motivated by the fact that people are living out of their homes more with the, the pandemic still going on to an extent and, and just work from home becoming a new norm. And that is active room skipping. And so Mark, this is the callback to the mm. what I wow, brought up good. earlier. So now if you've got that scheduled mission and you're setting it to run out, but you're taking a meeting or you're watching some TV and it, it's surprising you, you can actually tell Roomba to skip that room and it's going to remember that. Uh, it's going to come back. Uh, and kind of defer that room so that you don't have to worry about interacting with it when you don't want to. That's brilliant. Um, I want to jump back to obstacle avoidance for a second. I'm curious how much data you got to feed into your your algorithm <laughs> to actually to actually be able to accurately um, you know avoid certain things because I, you know everything has a different shape and size and I, I can imagine that there's you know millions of different you know possibilities of things to avoid. How long does that take? Because obviously, I mean, we've we've seen this version in development. It's it's released, but it's obviously been in development for quite some time. So I'm curious how how much smarter that gets over time. Oh, it, it gets immeasurably smarter over time. I think one of the nice parts is once we've trained these machine learning algorithms, which is what we use to kind of deliver all of this object recognition and avoidance, they're they're going to continue working for you. But each new piece of data that it gets just makes it that much better. And so users can actually opt in to send images that the robot identifies during its cleaning back to our kind of test space. And that just adds it. So your robot cleaning in your home is actually making it smarter for every single user. Uh, and that, that means that those are constantly getting smarter. Now, on top of that, we're also adding new object classes each time. You know, it's funny, Ryan, because before Mark even asked that question, I was thinking, well, that's why we're friends. We do the show together. We, we have the same sick mind. But I, I pictured all the folks at iRobot coming together after a long week and going, yep, it happened, lost another Lego brick, not the Lego. And they're okay, let's put Lego brick recognition. But there has to be sort of that that hive mind where people come together in the company, have their list of things from the robots they're using at home uh, and say, okay, here's what I experienced. And putting that together, not just, you know, sourcing information from your consumers, but from your from each other as well, I'd imagine, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, Lego bricks, I think is the best example. We're all <laughs> engineers and builders at, at our heart, I think. And so the number of folks who are at home and the kids are playing with Legos are even us playing with those Legos. Of course. Uh, so that, that's certainly something we think about. And pet owners as well. I think most of the company uh, owns some pets. And so we're always thinking about that and 
kids with the backpacks. So certainly we use ourselves internally as testers, but excited to hear from consumers too. I want I want to address something that, you know, you didn't bring up, but I know that people are going to ask about. So let's get, you know, let's you know, address the elephant in the room, which is the security and privacy element of it, too. You know, as you said, and, the, and I think the key word is there is you opt in to sending that information to you guys, you know, and that information at the end of the day. And I opted in because I know that I'm giving back to the community by doing that. And I think it's important for people to realize this isn't a camera that's going to be taking pictures of you sleeping or you in, in the bathroom. This is really about the data recognition and it's it's data points. It's not really as as much as anything else. So there's nothing to worry about when it comes to security and privacy. And again, you have the choice to do that or not, right? Certainly, certainly data security and privacy is something we take very, very seriously here. And one of the most important things of that is we don't store a single image that has a human in it at all. That's never sent anywhere in our ecosystem. It's not even stored on the robot. Uh, that's that's really about personal security and privacy there. Uh, and, it, and like you said, you have to opt into any of the other features we don't think there's a lot of data there in taking a picture of a, a computer cord that helps the robot learn better. But if you don't feel comfortable, it's not something you have to share with us. You know, I just want to, and that, that's great to know, because again, I had the same thing in my mind. Um, there, I want to go back to pets because I'm a, I'm a dog owner, pet lover, animal lover for years now. And for my whole life, actually. <laughs> I recently started liking dogs. No, my whole life. And um, my dog is, uh, one of my dogs is a walking cliche. She goes absolutely bonkers when the traditional vacuum comes out. She knows that form factor. So for me, she knows that I have, you know, robots, drones around the house. So I'm a tech person. She's used to things crawling on the floor, you know, whether it's a child or a toy. or So, she, so for me, I'm very intrigued to see what, what the use case will be in my own home when my dog interacts with this because she will not recognize it as a traditional vacuum and go bonkers, as I said before. So this could be sort of a win on a different level for me because animals will not see this necessarily as the traditional vacuum and go nuts. So I think there's this, this, there's this stealthy element that I'm really excited to see the interaction with. Oh yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, I can only say anecdotally, but with even my own pet, I think there's a difference in it expecting that the robot or the, the vacuum is attacking you when you're sitting <laughs> right. there with one of the stick vacs versus when it's going off by itself. Exactly. Not to mention they're quieter than kind of traditional vacuum cleaners. So I think that helps with the, the pet's sensitive ears as well. I want to jump back, uh, not jump back, but I'm curious if you can walk us through what a typical cycle is, because people are used to the vacuum cycle, obviously, or and or the mop cycle. So does it do things one at a time or can it switch back and forth? Yeah, so there's actually a lot of customization and that, that's a theme throughout everything that we do. So we want to give users control over how they clean their spaces or customize their spaces. But if you don't set up anything else and you just said, hey, I want to clean my entire kind of floor. What it's first going to go out and do is it's going to set up its mission. It's going to go out into that first room and it's first going to vacuum any of the carpet that it sees in that area, whether that's a full kind of wall to wall carpeting or just an area rug. Once it's done that, it'll transition onto the hard floored spaces. It's going to deploy its mop pad down to the bottom and it's going to simultaneously both vacuum and mop any of those hard surfaces. And if for some reason you have to try and traverse over the carpet to get to uh, what we call hard floor islands, but might just be an area that is kind of separated out uh, via a rug. It just kind of stows that pad up on top again. So no concern about getting those carpets wet or dirty at all. Goes to the other side, deploys it back down, goes through that same kind of simultaneously vacuuming and mopping experience. And then once it's done that for a room, it just traverses to the next room and repeats that exact same process. Brilliant. 
Um, Mitchell, I think this is the this is the point of the program where we recommend features. For example, um, yes. walking up and down stairs. That would be a great solution for my house. How about yours? Uh, you know what? I, I have one of the I have like a ranch style, but it has a couple of steps here and there. So yes, beautiful Roomba or iRobot legs that pop and thrust would be fantastic. Also, video well, game experience, so you can control like a video game and go after the dog if you really wanted to actually do that <laughs> with blaster sounds. That's I think not, that's not right. That is not right at all, Mark. Uh, I, I will not stand behind that at all. All, all joking aside, obviously the Combo <laughs> J7 Plus is available uh, right now, correct? Uh, at 1099 in the US, 1399 Canadian, uh, just in time for the holidays. It's amazing how that works. I know, perfect timing. Hopefully you can everyone can get a hands on that. Uh, it should be a great product for the holidays. Well, we look forward to obviously getting our hands on and obviously talking about it more as we lead up to the holidays. A great gift idea. And uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to have you on again because you guys are constantly innovating and there's always an excuse to have another conversation like this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always always looking forward to the next one. That is Ryan Stocking, a product manager for new product innovation over at iRobot. Again, check, uh, check the website, of course, iRobot.com for the new... I know, it's really, really cool. Uh, it is your tech report. Stick around. We'll be back in a second. Your tech report will be right back. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we the perfect, perfect podcast, podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you see. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do.